0: Welcome to another episode of the Clean Simple Free Podcast. This episode is mainly going to focus on personal anecdotes and my experiences living a more minimal, intentional life. There are so many different approaches to minimalism, and I am not the standard to model your journey after because as I'm so fond of saying, everyone is on a different path. However, by sharing what I've decided to embrace in my home and in my life, it is my hope that you'll be inspired to think differently about your possessions. This is episode 29, and it's about choosing whether to embrace your items fully or deciding to let go and live without. As some of you already know, Clean Simple Free was a YouTube channel long before it became a podcast. And a few weeks ago, I was reviewing that YouTube channel and looking over the videos I made in the past. A lot of these videos are anti-hauls or donation videos where I show off what I've gotten rid of for the month. And as I was skimming and scrolling through these old videos, I started thinking about how much things have changed for me over the years since starting out on my minimalist journey. The main thing that stood out to me is how much I've gotten rid of, Things that have never even crossed my mind since they left my home. From trinkets to clothing to furniture and gifts, I have let go of so much. And it's crazy to me that these things no longer occupy any space in my home. And quite frankly, it's more important and more baffling that they no longer occupy a place in my mind. Had I not revisited those videos or scrolled through those thumbnails, I would not have even remembered owning those objects in the first place. And it was quite inspiring to see how far I've come, especially when I still feel that I have clutter traps lurking within my home. As long-time listeners know, I used to move around a lot for my fiancé's former job. This really helped to scale down the amount of possessions we owned, because it's very easy to imagine what you do and don't want to bring into a new space. You're excited about relocating. You're looking forward to how you're going to decorate your new space. So I think moving is an excellent motivator to get rid of excess clutter. And since we've moved so much, those have been opportunities that I've taken to really downscale my possessions. In fact, if you are someone who loves visualization, I recommend visualizing that you're moving and plan what you want to place in your quote unquote new space if that's something that will motivate you. Something else that helped me during the first several years of my journey were doing monthly clutter cleanouts. I no longer do these monthly because I don't have enough stuff for it to be efficient, so it's more like every few months I will skim through my home, and it's fairly easy for me to go through my entire house or at least a room at a time and do a quick sweep to decide what I enjoy and what I no longer feel the need to keep. This is also an excellent opportunity to get rid of toiletries that may have expired, like cosmetic items, or go through the spices in my pantry and see what needs to be tossed in the bin. At this point, it's been just over six years since I started living minimally, so sometimes going through a room does feel a bit redundant. I already know exactly what's in my cookware cabinet, and I know that I use these things on a regular basis. Even though I know some areas of my home very well, there are times where I find miscellaneous things tucked away in my home that perplex me. These are usually items that I have avoided going through, like a box that I unpacked and then just sort of put the belongings back into, or things I can't decide what to do with yet. Or maybe they just don't have a proper place to go. And once a certain amount of time has passed, it makes me contemplate whether the item is worth keeping at all. Usually the answer is a resounding no, because if I haven't used something within a certain period of time, it's not a priority to me, and therefore I can let it go. The main areas where I find the types of items that give me the most difficulty to deal with are art supplies, tech items like old hard drives that have precious photos on them, pieces of artwork, keepsakes, and decor. There's always a few odds and ends, like deciding where is the best place to keep the pet supplies, like catnip and shampoo, or wondering if I really use my charcuterie board often enough to keep it. But for the most part, it's the visual and sentimental items that I have the hardest time with, These items are difficult for me because I am not the typical minimalist. I don't have a black and white aesthetic. I tried keeping houseplants, but my cats shred them or I inevitably kill my plants because I have the complete opposite of a green thumb. So my home doesn't look like a Pinterest board for the stereotypical minimalist home. I love colors and textures, and I embrace a more eclectic aesthetic in my decorating I like having lots of artwork on display, and I like decor that inspires me artistically, brings memories of loved ones, or are mementos from travels that my fiancé and I have been on. Sometimes I struggle with loving the look of a completely blank wall, but also wanting to display a gallery wall completely filled with artwork and items that inspire me to create. If any of you listeners are creative types, Painters, writers, photographers, or musicians, I'm sure you can relate to the creative benefits of being surrounded by visual inspiration. As a minimalist, or even speaking from strictly a design standpoint, having a lot of variation in objects and styles can sometimes be a difficult balance to strike. And what I mean by that is not every painting I've created or purchased is going to fit within the look of my home. Not every travel memento is going to coordinate stylistically. Especially with eclectic, vintage, or bohemian-inspired decorating, it can be very easy to cross the line from a quirky or unique style to looking junky and incredibly mismatched, so you have to be very careful with how you arrange your items and what you can mix and match without your home turning out looking like a thrift shop. This is where the process of selectively and actively decluttering comes into play, which I'll dive further into in just a few moments. I want to say something that I've echoed in a lot of videos on my YouTube channel, and that is there is no one way to be a minimalist. You do not have to have a certain color scheme in your home to qualify as a minimalist. You do not have to have a certain look or a certain number of possessions to call yourself minimal minimalism is simply the process of living with less and letting go of all the excess it isn't an exclusive club where you have to check off certain criteria it is just a means to reduce clutter from your home and stress from your life it's different for everybody but you'll know when you have reached that state of balance and you'll know when enough is enough or when you need to minimize further if a modern aesthetic is your thing, then by all means, please embrace it. I personally love that look. There are actually a lot of home designs that I admire, but I have to choose what creates a cohesive look with the items that I am choosing to keep. For example, I have a lot of wooden furniture that I love, some of which have stories and memories behind them. We own a solid end table that was carved from a cherry tree, it weighs like 300 pounds, and it's something that a Hungarian friend made for my fiancé when he lived in Budapest. It's a beautiful piece, it holds sentimental value, and we're proud to have it displayed in our home. In place of nightstands, we each have an end table at our bedsides that are carved from a tree, and you can see the shape and rings of the tree. These are beautiful pieces that bring me joy to look at, and they're also functional and serve a purpose in our home. So these natural or earthy elements are something that I enjoy. Switching topics, I think the majority of us can say that this has been a very busy year. For me, my fiancé changed careers and we moved in December. We enjoyed holiday festivities, entertained out-of-town company, and once we had time to settle into the new normal, the COVID-19 situation happened. So, like everyone else, we had to settle into an even newer and stranger normal, and I still have boxes that remain unpacked, or shelves that have become catch-alls due to the sheer busyness of our schedules. So during this time of sheltering in place, I've made the decision that if something makes me happy, I am going to put it on display. And if I can't find a proper place for it, then it's obviously not a priority to me, and therefore it's something I can let go of. I'm fortunate to have a lot of storage space in my home, however I don't intend to utilize it forever. Currently, my storage closets have become a place for full shelves and boxes that I haven't gotten around to placing in my home. To reiterate, I've decided that over this stay-at-home time, I'm going to either embrace these items or let them go. I'd much rather have full walls and empty closets and shelves than items that are just tucked away, collecting dust, waiting to be used and enjoyed, or donated. So you can expect to see a lot of before and after pictures and donation hauls on my Instagram under the username clean.simple.free over the coming weeks. I'm going to dive into a few tips on how to utilize the items that you own or let them go completely, but first a word from our sponsors. And we are back. Here's the part where I offer some tips. I try to be an open book when documenting my minimal journey. I truly believe that minimalism is achievable for everyone if you put in the time and effort. It's not going to happen overnight, and you will have moments of what I call intermediate minimalism where you think you've achieved as much as you can and you can't possibly imagine getting rid of more. But it still doesn't feel right. I've compared living minimally to exercise in the past, and I'm going to do that again in this example. When working out, you can build up stamina and build up the time you spend in the gym, but eventually you are going to hit a plateau. This simply means that you need to change things up by altering your routine. Minimizing works very much in the same way. If your current process of reducing your possessions feels like you're just hitting a wall or feels like you're just aimlessly wandering around your home looking for things to get rid of, maybe it's time to look at things from another angle. Instead of short sprint minimalism, like if you only spend 10 minutes at a time decluttering, try taking everything out of a closet or cabinet and diving in deeper or committing a longer amount of time to decluttering. If you typically toss things into a maybe box, it might be time to analyze those items or just donate them sight unseen Sometimes you just have to ride this plateau feeling out and wait until you're observing your home and you'll come to the realization of, you know what, I really don't like this object. I am a firm believer in that minimalism is also very much about intuition and feeling. If you walk into your home at the end of the day and feel a sense of calm, you are on the right path. Even if you're just starting out, you're definitely on the right track, and chasing that feeling is important to getting to where you want to be. The goal is to clear the clutter so you can pursue your goals and live your ideal life. By keeping your goals in mind, or even physically writing them down on a piece of paper, you can work to further your clutter clearing journey. There are a couple of different things you can do here. The first and most important of which is to focus on what you want your days to consist of after you clear the clutter from your life. Do you want to spend more time with your friends and family? Do you want to travel, take road trips, or hit the gym more regularly? Will you spend your time pursuing a creative talent, taking a gourmet cooking class, or getting into a meditation habit? These are important things to define because minimalism is a lifestyle, however, it doesn't need to be the sole focus of your life. The overarching goal is to get to a point where you're happy in your environment, feel a sense of calm and relaxation when you enter your home, and feel open to new opportunities and possibilities. So think of your ideal life if your cleaning was reduced, you had more mental clarity and more time to pursue your dreams and goals, and write down a list of what is important to you. The next thing I would recommend writing down, or even creating a photo album on your phone or a Pinterest board for, is the feeling you want to have in your home. It should be a relaxing, low stress environment, which will naturally come when you clear the clutter from your home and therefore your mind, but identify the feeling you want your home to convey. Browse interior design websites, take home decor quizzes, look at what types of items you congregate towards when you're browsing shops or even better, browsing style ideas online. Online searches are preferable to browsing stores because you won't be tempted to make impulse purchases. Take a look at the types of things that you like and decide what you want your home to say about you. See what you have in your home already and curate that style more definitively and let go of the pieces that don't belong. If you've taken the steps to begin this journey, minimalism will always be a part of your life. Assessing your items will just become second nature and it will become part of your new normal. Because items wear out, break down, or we simply outgrow them, we are always going to be assessing things as we put them away. But you will get to a point where your possessions no longer occupy such a large mental space. It will just become part of routine upkeep, just like doing the dishes, or taking out the trash, or cooking dinner. So try looking at things from a different angle, changing up your routine when you feel you've hit a plateau, and going by the way items make you feel, whether it's a positive or negative emotion. Utilize the things that you love in your home without limiting yourself to stereotypical constraints and get rid of the rest. Your home should feel like a cozy, welcoming, relaxing environment, and anything that detracts from that is simply clutter, and you can part with that clutter with confidence. That wraps up episode 29. I want to thank all of my listeners and give a special shout out to those who have messaged me or mentioned Clean Simple Free in their Instagram stories, and those who have left new ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews make a huge impact in the visibility that this podcast receives. More visibility equals more listeners, and this means the podcast is able to continue growing and can keep being produced week after week. So if you haven't done so, please leave a 5-star rating and a kind word about what you think of this podcast. It is sincerely appreciated. Next week, I'll be discussing the things I've learned to live without, some of which you might find quite unexpected. Check the show notes for how to email me or follow me on Instagram, and you can even send in a voice message letting me know your thoughts or questions. I'll see you again next week, and remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free.